And welcome to A Court of Books and Booze, our basement book club. I am Skylar, and with me today are Jessica and Amanda. That's it? Wow. I'm too tired to be witty tonight. No fanfare. No fanfare. And together we are going to summarize the current book that we've all been separately reading and dive into a discussion on all the questions and hypotheses. hypotheses (laughs) hypotheses <laughs> hypnosis <have> hypnosis <laughs> casablancas that have plagued us through our journeys yeah you guys don't listen to the court of books and booze i'm so disappointed whoa whoa <laughs> i was just thinking about casablanca i was like that's a good movie wasn't that like one of your picks? It is. Yeah. Well, we, when we started talking about black and white movies, yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. One of my faves, for sure. But that's so, not what we're talking about. We're as, talking about books. As of the time of recording this episode, episode three has dropped, where we covered Air of Fire from the Throne of Glass series. And that is the episode where me and Amanda just ripped on Jessica <laughs> the entire time. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet. And were we mean? Were we mean? We weren't mean. You're so mean. We weren't nice, but we weren't (laughs) mean. Because I think we talked about this before that going back and listening to episodes and now that they're dropping is just so bizarre because I'm like, man, I really didn't know anything then. What I would say now. Naive babies. So I was, I was always wondering that, oh man, maybe we were too much. Well, Jess is Jess is explaining how much she enjoys the uh, Karenim between Aelin and uh, Rowan at the end of the book. Oh yeah, we did not like that. Yeah, we're, <laughs> you specifically about, did not. I was like, we're talking I about know. blood types and infection, and towards the end of the book, I call it the Casablanca, and I just thought that was the funniest thing on the planet. <laughs> funniest thing on the planet. I'm witty sometimes. Just not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and be like, Jess, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. It. I know it was months ago, but I'm so <laughs> you met every word, every hurtful word at the time, probably. But I've learned to, you know, I need to watch my words, honestly. <laughs> so keep me on the pod. Nah, no filter here. <laughs> So how's it going, guys? <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Jessica? It's all right. It's been a unproductive weekend, I think. Mm. Kind of haven't done a whole lot. That's okay sometimes. Grocery shop, bought some paint. That's about it. Because you're going to be doing a lot of work next weekend. I'm going to be painting. I'm going to be paint- painting a lot. Amanda? I just want to say you're welcome for igniting this project. It was happening. I had <laughs> I had the plans. I just needed somebody to tell me when I was doing it. <laughs> hmm. No more Sunday morning coffee runs, that's for sure. <laughs> We're going tomorrow. Mm. I'm Can't telling wait you. For the next project. So, yeah, so for everyone that doesn't know, Ivy Terra in Plymouth, so good. Right? Plant Cafe, fantastic place. Jess and, I, Jess and I frequent this place quite often, usually on Sunday mornings. 
We haven't been in a while, but we picked it back up and we went and she, you, she had mentioned to me, oh, I just want to, I really want to paint the bathroom. I really want to do that. And I was like, you know what? Just do it. Like just, you just gotta, you know, pick a day and just commit and do it. And she's like, Amanda, you should be a motivational speaker. And I was like, oh no, I'm just really good at getting people like jumpstarted on this stuff. That's what that means. You're motivational. (laughs) I "Eh, I don't know. But then I love that we come back to the house and we're putting up paint swatches because obviously I took her to Ace to get some free swatches. Just, you know, because again, we're, we're, it's, it's the year of doing things. We're doing the projects that we want to do. And I look at you and I tell you like, hey, she's painting your bathroom this on this weekend. And you're like, Amanda, you guys aren't allowed to hang out together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad. It's going to be great. Oh, it'll be great. Yeah. Let's say you're not doing it. You hate painting. I hate painting. So it's, it'll be fine. hate it. So much. And since then, that's only been a week. It's been less than a week, right? Or no, mm. two weeks. How long was that? About, yeah. I don't know. Week, two weeks, something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, two weeks, yeah, because I was gone last year. Yeah, and um, since then, we've decided on a paint color now for the living room. And we've decided what we're going to paint, like the stairwell area. So, so you're going to be busy, Amanda. <laughs> Things are happening, Sky. <laughs> All right. It's the season of doing. <laughs> When spring cleanup day is coming up too, is it? Isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it's not normally until like April, I think. That's not too far away. Excuse me, we just had the Fourth of July. You're right. <laughs> it's oh, it's almost my birthday. <gasps> <laughs> birthday episode right. coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, because the last your one birthday's in July. Yeah, June thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Now it released July like second. No, it was June 30th. Really? It was Gunnar's birthday. Yeah. Yep. Your birthday is in five days. Yeah, it's on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, wow. I'm getting old. Happy birthday, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, it's my birthday episode. (laughs) We didn't get you a cake or uh, anything, so... You really, you really not get delicious mixed mixed drink, Jessica. Yeah, you do. Craig, happy birthday! (laughs) Shout out. We missed it by a couple days. (laughs) Man, podcast world is weird. (laughs) Sky, you you hate uh, time skips. It's like time travel. (laughs) We're time traveling, and you don't even like that. It's a little. It's a little strange. Like Back to the Future. It is nothing like Back to the Future. <laughs> is this the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Hot Tub Time Machine. That's time travel I can get behind. Two bros chilling in a hot tub. <laughs> Five feet apart because they're not gay. Is that copyright? Are we allowed probably. to say that? You're probably not allowed Our to name say is that. a court of books and booze. What are we talking about copyright? <laughs> Wait, can I say that on the air? Crazy stuff. Man, this drink is really good. <laughs> yeah, it is. And what I sent you, it's not even anywhere near that. <laughs> okay, Jess, what are we drinking? Oh, yeah. So um, I was trying to, I, I wanted to make the 
strawberry fields drink from the house of blues um, mm. because we went to the house of blues you know a long while ago <laughs> and, <laughs> and i got a really good drink from there and so i wanted to just remake that which was captain morgan spiced rum amaretto strawberry and passion fruit passion fruit puree Butte. <laughs> mint and lime well i um don't have mint and the stores were closed by the time i realized i needed mint so and i didn't have any passion f- passion <laughs> <laughs> i have no passion um no passion feud <laughs> i don't have that fruit <laughs> Um, anyway, so we've got this, um, fun, uh, similar drink that is Captain Morgan Spiced Rum, not Disarono Amaretto, but a cheaper brand, and a strawberry puree with, um, just some additional garnishes of, like, peaches and dragon fruit and other strawberries, and then lime juice, but no mint. Mm. But it's really good. It is. Yeah. It's crazy that you remember that drink when it was so long ago that we went there. Yeah, it was forever, but I've been saving it in here because I just wanted to make it. So I made it, but not it. And just it, it was like inspired by it. Mm. House of Blue is really cool. Highly recommend too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is turning into Golden Image Podcast. <laughs> what you drinking, Sky? Nothing. 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 I have a beer sitting in front of me, but I haven't cracked it open. Oh. I'm too tired to drink. What is it? The can it's looked cool. Red Zeppelin. Red Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. It's by Burnham Brewing. Red Zeppelin. Bo Burnham Brewing? Sure. That can is cool. <laughs> yeah, they do like a line um, that's... Dedicated to old rock bands. Oh, that's cool. I really like that. So I think they do Red Zeppelin, and then they have, um, it's either Mashed or Hashed, which is a uh, Weezer tribute. Hmm. Hmm. Neat. Cool, cool. But I just haven't cracked it open. You'll have to let us know how it is once you do open it. Maybe next episode, because... I don't drink during the week. <coughs> okay. Yeah. I've still got three cans of meat in the fridge and three cans of sour tart from a couple episodes ago. And You got a lot of options. Good stuff. All right. Good stuff. I was going to make this fun, like, frozen... Irish cream situation, like blended something or other, and then I remembered this drink, and I was like, mm, "No, this beats it. Mm. We're gonna do this one instead." We love the fruity stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good go-to. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this is this is very good. You outdid yourself as usual. I try my best. Well, guys, let's talk about this book. Mockingjay, third book in the Hunger Games trilogy. Woohoo! Woo, who? <laughs> Honestly, I don't 
remember this movie as well as the other two. So there were, I, w- I was good with this one. This yeah. one I wasn't doing a lot of comparing because I don't, I didn't remember it as much. I remember the main, the major points. Yep. But there are a lot of details that I did not remember. I just haven't seen it as much yeah. just because it was like all that. It got more into like the political stuff, right? So it wasn't one of my top choices to watch out of the trilogy. But well, and of course, the book was good. The first two that had been out longer, you would have seen them more too. Right, right. Well, Alan Mockingjay's broken into two movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. That is true. So what do, what do we think? Well, Jess, you got a synopsis for us tonight? I do. This week is Mockingjay by Suzanne Collins. It was published in 2010. Page count of 390. And trigger warnings include torture, death, murder, war, and rebellion themes, um, bombings, PTSD depiction, forced drugging, thoughts of suicide, alcoholism, and talk of past child exploitation. Yeah. A little rough. A little rough here. <laughs> We've had worse. <laughs> Yeah, sadly. (laughs) All right. Uh, Katniss Everdeen has been rescued from the quarter quell arena only to discover that she has become the pawn in someone else's game. District 12 has been obliterated by the Capitol, and she now lives in District 13. Supposedly destroyed by the Capitol, 13 is the organizing force of the rebellion. 12 districts have taken up arms against the cruelty of... Nope. President Snow. <laughs> Professor Snow. <laughs> I'm jumping into a game of Clue here. <laughs> uh, President Snow and the exploitation by the Capitol. Katniss must now serve as the face of the rebellion as their Mockingjay or forfeit the lives of her loved ones. She leverages her power over the rebellion's leader, Alma Coyne, to her advantage, but she soon discovers that her efforts will cost her dearly. When Katniss and her allies, Finnick and BT, were rescued by the rebels, PETA was left behind and fell into the hands of the Capitol. By the time PETA is rescued from the Capitol, his memory of her had been twisted by torture so violently that he is a threat to her life. Katniss fears that the love he had for her is gone forever, and she finds purpose in her role as the Mockingjay, but chafes under scrutiny and control of the rebellion leader, Coin former game maker Plutarch Heavensby, and her mentor, uh, mentor Hamish. Katniss seeks comfort with her friend Gale. She is troubled, however, by his enthusiasm for the war and his and BT's inventiveness in creating new death traps for their enemies. Katniss's affection is divided between Peta and Gale, and she knows she will one day have to choose one of them or risk losing them both. Unable to choose, she asks to be sent into action and hopes that she can be useful to the rebels as more than just a symbol. Katniss watches in horror as Gale's tactics are used on Capitol soldiers in District 2, and she is wounded while she tries to reason with the survivors. She returns to District 13 to recover and adopts a surprising bond with her former adversary, District 8 Victor Joanna Mason. The two train together, readying themselves again for combat, and Katniss is assigned to an assault squad along with Gale, Finnick, and several others. Under the command of Boggs, the squad will see will not see much action in the capital, 
now rigged with deadly booby traps called pods. Instead, their task is to film propos. That's just how I was pronouncing it. Under the direction of uh, Cressida to move uh, to boost morale as the rebels close in on President Snow's mansion. When a member of their squad is killed, Coin sends Peta to join Boggs' squad in the capital. Boggs and Katniss both recognize this as a threat to her life, and Boggs warns Katniss not to trust the power-hungry Coin as she is willing to do anything, including killing Katniss, to get what she wants. The squad moves forward, and Boggs guides their moves, aided by a holographic map of the pod locations. The information on the hollow is a few weeks old, however, and before long, several members of the squad, including him, are killed. Before he dies, he assigns the hollow to Katniss, giving her command over the remaining squad members. Concealing her true plan, which is to assassinate President Snow herself, Katniss leads the group underground. Peta, triggered by the chaos and carnage caused by the pods, begs Katniss to kill him. Instead, the squad works to help him distinguish what is real from what is planted in his mind by the capital. Though there are fewer pods underground, the squad soon discovers that they are no safer there. They are attacked by a pack of capital-created mutants, and more members of the squad are killed before the rest of them reach the surface. Katniss uses the self-destruct feature on the hollow to give Finnick a quick death instead of an agonizing one, and she leads Gale, Peta, and what remains of the film crew up to the streets of the capital. They find shelter with Tigress, a rebel sympathizer, and rest for a few days. Peta insists he is too much of a danger to Katniss, so the group splits up for the final phase of her plan to kill President Snow. She and Gale hide among the capital refugees, seeking shelter in Snow's mansion. Shooting and chaos fracture the crowds, and peacekeepers form a barrier around the mansion, using capital children as shields. Katniss watches in horror as a capital hovercraft drops a bomb on the children, then drops another bomb on the aid workers who rush in to help. Many are killed, including her sister Prim. Katniss herself is badly injured, and before she falls unconscious, she recognizes the bomb as one of Gale's ideas. During her recovery, which is slowed by her grief over losing her sister, she learns that the rebels have won. From a conversation with Snow, who is now imprisoned and weakened, uh, Katniss learns that the bomb that killed her sister was not dropped by him, but by Panem's new president, Coin. Coin proposes that under her regime, the Hunger Games will still exist, but tributes will now come from the capital instead of the districts. Peta, BT, and Annie vote against reinstating the games, but Joanna and Obaria, Hamish, and Katniss vote for reinstating them, the latter two doing so only to gain Coin's trust. Katniss follows Coin to Snow's execution. The new president has kept her promise that Katniss will be the one to kill Snow. Katniss aims her bow at him, but the last moment she turns her weapon on Coin and shoots. The new president dies instantly, and Katniss is arrested. After a few days, Hamish comes to take her home. Her trial is over, and both Coin and Snow are dead. Panem is under new leadership, and the victors are finally free to live their lives in peace. Hamish and Katniss move back into the houses in the victors' circle, and soon Peta joins them. The three then begin to heal. 
Katniss and Peeta find love with each other once again after a long while and a new peace in the knowledge that their children will never know the nightmare of the Hunger Games. Ta-da. That was Mockingjay. I don't even know where to start with this book. Do you guys have any like super specific things you want to talk about? I straight up see why they made it to two movies. There was a lot going on. A lot of like very specific and small details. Mm-hmm. Like that I definitely could see why it was covered. Yeah. So, because we start where she finds out that, you know, all this was like a ploy. She gets rescued, but then we find out that they're were other tributes that were not Mm -hmm. and it's just a whole shock of well all these people have been keeping secrets from her and the anger that comes with that and now she's pretty much forced to be the face of this rebellion and is not really given a choice otherwise her family her friends that are still in there die yeah so Once again, she's put into a situation where she is a pawn. Yeah. Again. She's another game piece. Yep. So, girl can't catch a break. No, and she's still a kid. (laughs) Like, 17. She's still just a kid. (laughs) Yeah. 17 years old. Um, But I do think she was smart to, you know, kind of give conditions as to her being the Mockingjay, you know all these victors get immunity and her sister gets to keep her cat and all these things. So the beginning of this book, I mean, it was a lot of, okay, so this is what's going on. Setting the stage. Yes. This is where we're looking to head and how are we dealing with that? How are we dealing with PETA not being there, not knowing what's happening to him, not knowing what's happening to Joanna, you know, no idea where Effie is. Yeah. So all these things. And then also adapting to dis- a district that has very strict rules. Yeah. Dealing what feels like a, uh, with what feels like a huge, like backstabbing from Hamish. Right. Knowing all this is going on and mm-hmm. also playing her. Can you imagine dealing with like that, those kind of emotions at 17? Absolutely not. Sky? How's it going? It's a book. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I didn't... I no didn't, fucking way. I didn't particularly <laughs> enjoy the first 20 chapters of this book. I mean, you know, we get a lot of insight into the way 13 works. Um, Gail, who is arguably my favorite character from the first two books, just is a he wasn't in it, douche. He wasn't in it. But I mean, while he was Ugh. there, he was he was support for Katniss, mm. and in this one, he just he won eighties, and he's just he's a douche. Like that's what I told Skylar after, like right after I finished the book. I was, I, I said, you know, I forgot just how gross Gail made me feel in this book. He just made me so uncomfy mm-hmm. in this book, in the way that he acted and behaved, and the the words that he said. And I'm just like, mm, 
no, this is, no, we don't, let's just not say things like that or phrase things like that or, mm-hmm. yeah. so, yeah. I think the moment I started feeling that way was when they were in the woods and they were filming and at one point she, they were kissing, him and Katniss were kissing and she was just kind of like lost in other things because, you know, they had this big rescue mission and saved PETA after seeing like all these, you know, interviews that he had done for the Capitol, you know, trying to defend Katniss and say, like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing and this isn't the right way. War is not the right way. And when they finally capture him and rescue him, and bring him back, she has like all this like feelings of emotion, like, oh, he's back, he's back. And then he ends up attacking her, essentially, right? Yep. And we find out that he was tortured in the most gruesome way where they inject tracker venom, right? Is that what mm-hmm. they were called? And just alter all of his memories of Katniss to where he now thinks that she's a threat. So she's dealing with all of this, which, guys, maybe not the best time to flirt with the girl that you're into when she's dealing with stuff like that. Just saying inappropriate and then she's just trying to cling to anything familiar Mm -hmm. and has this moment where they're kissing and then she's distracted somewhere else and he goes well if you're not even paying attention it's like kissing someone that's drunk yeah are you serious right now yeah he's like open your eyes look at me right and she does and he's like where are you yeah it's like you know everything that's happening right now it's no secret. This boy that no she was like in whatsoever. like literally falling for, literally tried to kill her, has been brutally tortured. And now has we're trying to figure a way to bring him back, but who knows if that's gonna happen. She's convinced that he's gone. And we're just gonna use this opportunity when she is the most vulnerable to make a move. And just be like, oh, no, you're not into this. Well, obviously. Jeez. Sorry, my mind wandered for a moment. Like, <sighs> just, yeah. I, I, That was when I started like, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Yeah. 100%. So the first 20 chapters, huh? Yeah. Just, they're just all right. It's uh it's one of those things. I mean, you know, I can I can really get into the political side of things, but I wouldn't even put this in that category. I mean, it's more just like we're dealing with Katniss's very specific mental disorders and trying to work her way through the PTSD of the games and uh people taking advantage of her. It's kind of heartbreaking, honestly. I was going to say, and you're over there like, well, this is boring. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's extremely well written. It's just not my, it's just not my cup of tea. I mean, um, the love triangle between Ugh. Katniss, Gale, and Peta was gross. It's very, it was very drawn out, I felt like. I didn't yeah. like it, any of the three books. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we were going to be done with it after... You know, like book one, book maybe one. the beginning of book two, yeah. because you know they were now 
they had to portray like this big love affair, whatever. So I know like that was part of the storyline, but I thought like once we went back into the quarter quell, we were done with that stuff. I wish. Yeah. But I mean, like Gail, my dude, just be your friend. Gail's just trying to cling on to whatever's <laughs> left of 12 that it can at some point though too, you know? Because there's not much left. <laughs> yeah. For real. But, I mean, once we get into uh, District 2 and the Capitol, um, it really picks up and gets just gets very, very interesting. I forgot from the first time I read it, like, well, 10 years ago now, or more, um, I forgot how much I liked the... Um, like them going through the Capitol, like the way that those scenes were written and, you know, the different things mm-hmm. going on and how it was similar to Hunger Games tactics of like all the pods and everything. I think that was written really well. There was a lot there that was just like, I thought like unexpected. I don't know. Yeah, there were there were a lot of really good details. I think when they were back in 13 and Joanna and Katniss are finally able to do training because it was announced that they were planning an attack on the Capitol. And she's ticked off about Peta's thing because he's being crappy to her, obviously, because he's trying to figure out his own memories and going through his own, his own mental stuff, obviously. Very interesting stuff. I thought that was cool. And then, so they're finally allowed to go into this training, and then we find out that Joanna has this huge fear of water now, because that was one of the ways that they tortured her. And I don't remember that from the movies, but like I said, I didn't don't remember a lot of stuff from this movie. Um, but I thought that was an interesting detail, because I feel like a lot of her stuff was kind of put on the back burner. Like, we didn't see her a lot. Yeah. Until she just... Like, she was just there, you know, hopping up on Katniss's drugs, like, from the hospital (laughs) here and there. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, they were roommates. But I feel like there was a lot of stuff that was missed from her story because she was also captured by the Capitol and was tortured for information. Yeah, for real. But it's not, I mean, it's not just Joanna, if you're doing the movie comparison. I feel like we miss a lot of the Finnick stuff that happens in this book as well, where... You know, Finnick's dealing with some stuff in the first half of this book until they they rescue Annie. Yeah. He's... I mean, he's gone. He's messed up Yeah, at that point. Did he die in the movie? Yeah. Did he? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that part. Yeah. They were down in the tunnels, I believe. Yeah. I don't remember that part. I don't know. I thought the actor that they cast for Finnick was really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Um... I will say that I think my biggest disappointment with Mockingjay is the deaths were just so quick. You know, Phoenix is this huge character throughout the second two books, mm-hmm. and we get half a half a paragraph like, "Oh, he's got one of the the mutts biting his neck." I drop the uh, hollow hollow deck hollow whatever mm-hmm. it is in the hole and that's that i yeah, would have just, just like a little it. bit more 
she, well, because and I they mean, were like in the moment, and so she's like, "Oh, there will be time to mourn later." And I was like, "Okay, but I want that." I was gonna say, but I mean, if she drops it, and I mean, he dies and he's dead. What more do you want from that? Which was I mean, the point? What could you yeah. write after that? It was abrupt, and she couldn't stop to mourn. Like they were in the middle of some major shit, so she had to keep going. I just, I think I would have liked that whole scene flushed out a little bit more. She couldn't have done a rue situation. Mm. She should have. She should have jumped back down in that hole. <laughs> then we could have just stopped the book right there. Oh, the Mockingjay's dead. End of book three. I was really upset about that, though, because I really liked Finnick. Yeah. Just in general as a side character. And there were a lot of people that died within the span of those couple chapters. For like, real. Dang. Well, she counts them out at one point, doesn't she? Wasn't it like, like eight, nine? Yeah. Something like that? Like a 24 within tw- hours. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... They're going through, they were just going in to do these propos, right? Then all of a sudden, it's more intense. There are these pods that are going off. Their leader loses his legs. He dies. Gives everything to Katniss. She decides to move the whole group forward because he tells her, don't go back. Don't trust anyone. Kill PETA. And something else that I don't remember. Oh, do what you came to do. Oh, yeah. Go do what you came to do. So she decides to lie to the rest of the group, move them forward through the Capitol, and it becomes this big, intense journey where pods are going off left and right. All of a sudden, there's this fume, there, these fumes that could kill you. PETA has uh, an episode where he goes to attack Katniss and then Mitchell goes and tries to fight him off. Peta ends up accidentally killing Mitchell, not even realizing that he was going to get caught under this net that killed him. Like, all these things, right? So at the same time, as they continue moving forward and doing these things, the rebels are also infiltrating the capital and working their way to the capital circle. So they get into the capital, right? To the main part of the city, where everyone's at. Then they decide once they have kind of eight slept rested in the basement of, is it Tigris? Tigris shop? Tigris. Tigris. That they are going to split up and they're going to move towards the inner circle. Yes? Correct. And then they get out there and then all of a sudden, shoot, here are the rebels. They're just killing everyone. Like there's refugees caught in the crossfire. All these people are dying. And then... They're in the inner circle. All that stuff happens with the kids. Which, by the way, I listened to the audiobook of this, and she was phenomenal at this part. Yeah. She literally started choking up as she was reading it, and it made it so much more intense as I was oh. listening. I was crying. I kid you not. <laughs> but so they get to this part. So Katniss gets the after effect of the bomb and wakes up in the Capitol Hospital. Correct? Correct. So she doesn't really do anything in the Capitol. Like, her, their kind of journey was had no effect on what happened with the rebels and taking over the capital. Right? Correct. So, I just, I don't see the point of, I know that she was trying to get there first, but she had already made that deal with Coin that she got to kill him. So, I don't understand the thought process of just being like, no, I'm just going to take these people on, we're just going to go, instead of turning back. 
after the commander left, because that was also an option. Like, after he got his legs blown off and died, that was an option to go back to camp. But I think the big thing there was don't trust Coin. So, like, I mean, don't trust her with anything. And so I think part of that was also, I mean, she wasn't going to, she very likely wasn't going to hold up her end of the bargain. I will tell you that I think Coin is the least well-written character in all three of these books. For somebody who's supposed to play such a major part in this third book, she's got, what, seven lines? Mm-hmm. I mean, how how is the reader supposed to... Connect. Connect, dislike that specific person. And then the whole end of this book is pointed that you know, she's she's this horrible, horrible person. And I just, I mean, we don't build up a hate for her through this book. At least I didn't. No, I think we were just told not to like her, and so that's just kind of what you right. did. Yeah. I mean, the like half of the very few lines she had were like controversial lines, but you you don't get much build up at all now. Yeah, I guess I I think that if she was, I don't know, because I feel like even in the movies, like she was just, in the movie, she was just kind of like, there. There. It's so different to be able to convey that character through a movie, though, because you can see the the facial expressions while they're talking, as to where reading a book, you're just kind of like, I just imagine her as completely stone-faced while she's, you know... Oh, well, we have to go attack the Capitol. Well, and because the books were written in, like, first person, it's from Katniss' point of view. So it's not like they're even third person where you could get some sort of inner thoughts Mm -hmm. or something from Coin. Um, Everything was all from Katniss and her perspective. So that is one where I definitely agree with you. We got probably a slight bit more of the character from the movie than we did from the book because of just nonverbal cues and facial expressions. It's just interesting that she's, she ends up being the big bad of the villain. Um, and I mean, there's, there's just no point in this book where you're like, Oh, I hate this lady. Because they don't even explain, like, the bombs and stuff that kill Prim until, you know, what, four chapters after Prim is dead? Yeah, it's about three or four. Because we're so focused on Katniss's recovery and getting the skin grafts and, and all of that. And it's not even until she meets Snow that, and he's like, hey, we don't lie to each other. I didn't hate Snow. I mean, yeah, he's a crappy, horrible human, but I almost feel like he wasn't the villain in the end anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... I think he did did bad things, but I think that he was in the spotlight, and so all that stuff came out. But I don't... I, I mean, that capital is a messed up place, right? You... I'm sure that there are people who have done bad things also granted the hunger games is not a good idea not a good idea 
And the thing, the way that he went about things, not okay. But, like, the way he, he talked and, I mean, he was right when he said that, you know, he on, he kills people for a purpose. He doesn't just kill people to kill people. What I mean, what what death in the in the whole series did he kill someone just because? It was always like for a vendetta. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I mean, he was very honest about things that he did. I think that coin was very, very deceiving, very conniving. But there were things that I wish I would have known more about why she did what she did or what her thought process was to make her, like you said, more disliked. Right. Yeah, like what turned her into that person. Yeah. But like when when Snow taught or talked, I didn't I was like, Well, I know I know that you're not a good guy but you have more lines and I don't hate you. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't I didn't hate him. I know he was the bad guy and I knew she was gonna kill him. Or he was gonna die somehow. But I don't know. He he didn't give me that whole like, you know, like umbrage in uh, Harry Potter. Hated that woman. <laughs> Not much can give you umbrage. I want but... that. I want that. Make me hate a character so much that every time they're talking, I'm just like, ugh. And I didn't. I didn't get that with anybody. Yeah. I wanted that. That powwow where I'm just like. Why? Why are they still talking? Someone kill them already! Come on. Do you? I mean, do you think it's because Katniss is so socially challenged that maybe we don't we don't really get the the lay of the land because she doesn't really maybe understand it either. Maybe. Hmm. What are you thinking? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you mean by that, I guess. Well, I mean, she's just not good at people. And you, like you said, this is from her perspective. Maybe that's why we don't get more of a, a hate for the two characters who are supposed to be the villains. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Just thought. This book did solidify that I like the character in the book better than the character in the movie. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, for sure. And I think we talked about, talking about the movie now, we talked about um, Josh, who played PETA in The Hunger Games. One part that I do remember from these movies was when he gets rescued and his whole attack on Katniss, and then afterwards just going through this back and forth game with himself. Mm. I thought he portrayed that very well. I liked it. I thought he did a good job with that. There were some parts with characters that I did not like. Like no offense, Jennifer Lawrence, but I didn't like any of your action scenes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that she was great with the act in the love scenes. It felt forced. We've talked about this before. Yeah. But but I, I thought he did a good job, especially with that initial where he first saw her, and it was like, I know you, and then it clicked, like, oh, mm-hmm. she's she's not good. She's dangerous. Yep. I felt like you could see all of those emotions hitting all at once. Yeah, I did like that. I like him as an actor. 
further as the series went on. Yeah. Yeah. But not at the beginning. It was <laughs> as rough. As that character. It was rough. <laughs> yep. But it was, it was a good, good end to a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think she did a really good job of tying it up and mm-hmm. and ending it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we would have gotten a little more closure on some of the side characters, but... What happened know. to Effie? Because she, like, came back after mm-hmm. when she was, like, in the hospital before they went to District 12. But what mm-hmm. happened to her after that? Do we know? Nope. I don't I, know. They never touched on it. Because in the movies, Effie was in District 13 almost the entire time. Right. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't in the book. She was in, she was imprisoned. Yeah. And then came in for, like, a split second. And she was also a character that Katniss talked about multiple times. Here and there. Yeah, but Effie didn't play nearly as big a role in these books as she did in the movies. I think that had to do with True. the actress, honestly. Who is it? It's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I liked Effie in the books. I mean, you know, I think Elizabeth Banks did a great job portraying that role. But I'm almost happy that Effie wasn't. In this third book, because we got we got to focus more on the the um, prep team, Katniss's prep team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they're all a team. Like before they went into the quarter quill, like they're all wearing like these gold bracelets to portray unity and how yeah. they together are a team. Her prep team, Effie, Hamish, Peta, Katniss, like they're all one unit. And then I felt she just got like left out in the third book. Like you saw everyone else. And yeah, you got more backstory on the prep team and stuff like that, but no one like even mentioned her hardly at all. And it was supposed to be this big thing of unity and, you know, bringing everyone together. And they had this big moment of, oh yeah, we're all going to wear gold. It's kind of like our thing. Well, I, I don't mean, know. I thought I was kind of disappointed in that. That was before Mockingjay when um, I don't think any of them felt like a team anymore. I mean, definitely. Peter and Katniss weren't on the same team at that point, and Katniss and Hamish were not on the same team at that point in just, you know, their relationship with each other. So mm-hmm. I don't see how that could have stayed. What do you, what what time period are you talking about? Like f- from like previous books until this one. Like in the moment when she gave them all the bracelets, you thought that they weren't all a team no 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 i mean like after that she like, means I don't... immediately following the quarter quell i mean i don't like because we didn't see a lot of her in this book mm-hmm. so i'm saying between then and this book like things are totally different in the dynamic between all of them and i mean we see that at the end of the book when they bring effie back right where she's like she says something to Katniss, and Katniss says she looks at her, and her eyes are just uh, glassed over. Glassed and... over, right? I mean, that shows that disconnect between the two there. Well, and she went through a lot of stuff. I say she was also tortured though too. Yeah, 
So, I mean, they're not on, none of them are on the same page in general, mentally, let alone like with each other that they were back at that point. Let's just be real. Cinna was the glue that held the <laughs> whole thing together. I miss the second he Cinna. died, this, the whole thing fell apart. <laughs> that, that moment where they went back to 12 to get that dress for Annie and that girl from her prep team just fell to the floor and clenched the dress. And she's like, I haven't seen one of these in forever. And just started crying. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. I wish the movies would have worked in a lot more of the smaller details. You know, Katniss's prep team. Um, the burns that she suffered. Yeah. At the end of the book. We got, we didn't get any of that, did we? No. Not I was going to say, we didn't get any of that visual at all. As I was going through this, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> was there even, because I don't remember, is there a moment where she's like arrested after she shoots coin and then the, mo like the flying back to District 12? Is there any of that? Or does it just skip to like her and Peter being happy with kids? No, no, I think it's it's pretty much right away that they're like, we're booting you off to 12. We'll decide what to do with you later in the yeah. movies. Mm. And then in the books, we get... The holding time. Right. And it, she says weeks or months. She's not even sure how long she's in that room by herself. I think she was saying it felt like weeks and months. I think it was only a couple of days. Yeah, I think it only realistically was a couple no, of days. No, it had to be more than a couple of days because she's talking like she's malnourished and and all that and i mean she's still technically eating and it takes time for things to go through trial especially when mm, you're true. electing a new president true 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 uh setting up a new government i mean you're saying that talk, talking like a, thinking through a normal government <laughs> well i'm sure there were emergency provisions in place at that point in time but even between the bombs going off at the mansion and her assassinating snow. I mean, there's a, there's a really not well-defined time gap in between those things too. Yeah. It's going to have to have been some weeks. Cause I think the phrase was days or weeks that she said she wasn't sure how many days or weeks. And everything is in, in the movies is just done. Yeah, well, I mean, even if there was a time skip between there, you don't, I mean, you don't really know right. that. It's not It's not like in Spongebob where they're like one Two weeks, weeks later. later. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like she went through a lot in the books and there was some mourning that I wish would have been portrayed more. I mean, like, like those days in Capitol, like... She, she lost nine people, mm -hmm. you know? I think yeah. nine is including the woman that she straight up shot through the heart. So maybe eight. But yeah. I don't know. I feel, and I know that, like, obviously Prim's death is going to overshadow because, geez, her sister was freaking 13. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Coin deliberately put her on the front line? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Coin knew. I mean, that, that. I think you, even Katniss says it. She she's realizes like, it just makes that sense because. I guess I didn't realize while watching the movie that that was, and maybe because it was just so long ago, and I just 
didn't realize, but that coin's plan, like, with sending PETA, I think it is said that she was plan- wanting PETA to go with them to so he could kill her. But I don't think I, like, brought it, like, two and two together that she sent Prim in so Katniss could see Prim die and lose herself. I don't know. I guess I just put not put that together. Like, okay, Coin is trying to kill Katniss because she is against her now. Yep. And I didn't put it together until, like, I read this because I just thought, oh, well, Katniss is obviously killing her because she wants to continue the Hunger Games with capital children. And that was the whole point of this rebellion was to stop all of that. Yeah. So I guess when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, that's why she's killed. She's killed her because she wants to continue the same patterns. Mm-hmm. Well, but and, there's mean, also more layers to that. This that's also the first big like comparison between snow and coin, right? Is, you know, coin starts killing off the family members of the people who don't agree with her or whatever. And I think that's kind of the first point in the books that we see that we can draw comparisons between the two. Right. Yeah. I do not think they are that different of people. Oh no. Well, and I mean, there was that agreement between the Capitol and 13 anyway. So like they're, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, two sides, same coin. Right. (laughs) Fun, 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 fun. You know, I actually, I, the really interesting, um, thing, I watched a video on coin and they said, that's why she's named that way is because, yeah, because of that. Nice. Yeah. Well, I meant it that way. uh Obviously. Yeah. But I, I, I really enjoyed this story. I thought it was a very good story. Start to finish book one to book three. It was good. Very good. I had I had my issues trying to draw too many comparisons between the movies and the books, and I think that's why I had you struggled. I I really struggle with the series. I like the books; they're well written. I like getting that viewpoint from Katniss. Um, but this might have been the hardest series we've read, just because it wasn't something new to you, right? So it was. Well, isn't this the first series we've read where we've all seen? Yep. The movies, right? Yep. Exactly. I don't know how many of those we have on our list, but a handful. Yeah. So. Hmm. Not too many. It'll happen again. It's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what would you rate it? Three point five. Good book, good story. Um, definitely not my favorite thing I've ever read. Three point six. Same reasons. I really, I really did enjoy. Enjoyed this story, book three. It was very good. A lot of go- lot of things happening. Lots going on. A lot of action. I think I'm gonna go with a three point nine just because I did like all the action. There was a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And I thought that those parts were written really well. Because I feel like when you write action scenes, especially in a book, it's very easy to get lost in the imagery. Yep. Because you're trying to explain all these different things that are happening, and it's going so fast, so you're trying to keep up with that. Um, but she 
did a very good job. Very good job writing her action scenes in this book. Awesome. So next we're going to be doing the prequel. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. This one's about Snow, right? And how he became President Snow. Yeah. I think, right? Okay. Snow, I believe, is a mentor in this book, if I remember correctly. It's thick. I think he's 18. It's thick. I don't we've, Yeah, this we've is read thicker th- than all the other books we've, combined. <laughs> we've read bigger, but man, that's a big guy. He is a mentor in the games. All right. Interesting. For the 10th Hunger Games, is that right? Um, At least I thought so. Oh, the odds are against him. He's been giving the humiliating assignment of mentoring the female tribute from District 12. Wow, humiliating. But it doesn't say... Nope, it is the 10th. 10th annual Hunger Games. Wow, the irony. All right. You think she wrote this book after she wrote the Hunger Games trilogy? Yeah. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) He's thick. Cool. Very cool. I am looking forward to this one. I actually bought this book like right as it came out. I don't even remember when that was. It's been a couple years. But I bought it right after it came out (laughs) And I told Skylar, I was like, you like the Hunger Games series. I like it. Let's read this together. Let's like, this could be a fun couple thing. Let's just read this book together. And it sat on our shelf, just looking at us for a good long time. I Skylar was like, I don't read. I don't read books. And I'm like, I'll even read it to you. I'll read it with you. I'll read it to you out loud. Or we could read each page together. And he just never wanted to start it because he didn't read. Well, look at him now. That's all I he feel, does. I feel like she said this about another book, too. It was this book. I think I just like yeah. said was it, it this book? before. This book. Yeah. I'm 11 books in this year already. So, Hoorah. Yeah, 11 books in in July. It's July. Oh, crap. <laughs> make it make a guess. Ooh, well, make, I'm, make a guess. Oh, I'm yeah. aiming for one book a week. So, so uh, you have a goal of 52 books a year. I'm at 30 books already. All right. Yeah. Good cool. for you, Sky. Good job. Wonderful. <laughs> it's July. I don't know what I'm going to do when I finish this other series that I'm reading right now. Mm. pick up something else good i mean that's a what a nine book series that you're on right now i'm on book six yep nice Mm. very nice very cool (coughs) this will be this will be a good one because we don't have anything to compare this next book to the uh movie is coming out later this year though (gasps) (gasps) look at that just in time yep perfect timing yeah i'm excited and then who knows what we'll be doing after that. Right. Guess we'll tell you next time. Wrap it up, Sky. It's a thick boy. <laughs> it's a thick boy. Okay. 577? No, 517. But I don't like those numbers on those pages. <laughs> Aren't they the same? 
if they have been in the other three books. I don't know. I never opened the other three books. <laughs> oh. He reads the e-book. Oh, fancy. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Court of Books and Booze. It's late. It's late. I'm tired. <laughs> social medias. Go check us out everywhere. <laughs> All your favorite social medias. Facebook and Instagram. Uh, those. Um, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Rate, review. We're on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I don't know if we have a bell. <laughs> Ring that bell. Punch that bell. <laughs> Insert it. Pat Billy Ray approved. <laughs> um, Check out. Thank you. The other cool podcasts. Yes. Mondays, Murder Nerds. Tuesdays, Golden Image Podcast. Wednesdays, United States of Paranormal. <laughs> Thursdays, Indiana Chiefs fans. Fridays, Murder Nerds. He meant to say Monday because call guys. Yeah, I was going to say. What did I say? Murder Nerds. <laughs> oh, shoo. I'm tired, guys. My brain is... My brain is done. Call guys are on Mondays. Call there guys we go. are on Mondays, and they are two very special human beings. Now he's second up to you guys because he messed it up. Uh, look, you messed you it listen, up. Did you listen to the Wheel of Actors episode? Uh, yes. Yes, I think so. I don't know. I've been trying to listen to this audio book. I'm mad at the call guys. Why? What do they say? They were talking about Natalie Portman at the end of it, and they're like, because the the way their game is played is they're like, we spin an actor and then we name our favorite oh, movie. And they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Natalie Portman, yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. <gasps> they didn't even say Star Wars. Natalie Portman wasn't in Pirates of the Caribbean. It was Kira Knightley. <laughs> oh, <it was> Kira <laughs> Knightley. <laughs> yeah, but okay, okay. Though, have you looked at them both side by side? No excuse. If that's one of Gunner's favorite <laughs> franchises. That is unacceptable. I'm pretty sure it was Colton who said it, but I could. But for wrong. real though, have you looked at them side by side? They do look a lot alike. So similar. So similar. <laughs> Those two. Those two drivers. Man, I don't remember that part. Now Mur- I'm angry. Murder Nerds is not on Monday. It's on Friday. Call Guys is on Monday. Correction. All right. Natalie Portman, Pirates of the Caribbean. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure you check us out. We appreciate it. This has been uh, Mockingjay. Next week is the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Two weeks. Whatever. I'm going to bed. Read with you later. Uh-huh.